irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. You are now in the Sapphire Planet. The United States dropped atomic bombs on the Japanese cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki in August 1945 during the final stage of the Second World War. The two bombings, which killed at least 129,000 people, remain the only use of nuclear weapons for warfare in human history. At the time of its bombing, Hiroshima was a city of both industrial and military significance. A number of military units were located nearby, the most important of which were the headquarters of Field Marshal Shinruku Hata's 2nd General Army, which commanded the defenses of all southern Japan. This was located in the Hiroshima Castle. Hata's command consisted of some 400,000 men, most of whom were on Kyushu, when an Allied invasion was correctly anticipated. Also present in Hiroshima were the headquarters of the 59th Army, the 5th Division, and the 224th Division, a recently formed mobile unit. The city was defended by five batteries of 7- and 8-centimeter anti-aircraft guns of the 3rd Anti-Aircraft Division, including units from the 121st, 122nd Anti-Aircraft Regiments and the 22nd and 45th Separate Anti-Aircraft Battalion. In total, over 400,000 military personnel were stationed in the city. Hiroshima, Hiroshima was a minor supply and logistics base for the Japanese military but also had large stockpiles of military supplies. 
The city was also a communication center, a key port for shipping and assembly area for troops. It is also the second largest city in Japan after Kyoto that was undamaged by air raids. Due to the fact that it lacked the aircraft manufacturing industry, that the 21st Bomber Command priority did as its target. On July 3rd, the Joint Chiefs of Staff placed it off limits to bombers, along with Kokura, Nagata, and Kyoto. The center of the city contained several reinforced concrete buildings and lighter structures. Outside the center, the area was congested by a dense collection of small, timber-made workshops set among Japanese houses. A few larger industrial plants lay near the outskirts of the city. The houses were constructed of timber with tile roofs, and many of the industrial buildings were also built around timber frames. The city as a whole was highly susceptible to fire damage. The population of Hiroshima had reached a peak of over 381,000 earlier in the war, but prior to the atomic bombing, the population had steadily decreased because of a systematic evacuation ordered by the Japanese government. At the time of the attack, the population was approximately 340 to 350,000. Residents wondered why Hiroshima had been spared destruction by firebombing. Some speculated that the city was to be saved for U.S. occupation. Others thought perhaps their relatives in Hawaii and California had petitioned the U.S. government to avoid bombing Hiroshima. More realistic city officials had ordered buildings torn down to create long, straight fire breaks beginning in the year 1944. Fire breaks continued to be expanded and extended up to the morning of August 6, 1945. Hiroshima was the primary target of the first nuclear bombing mission on August 6, with Kokura and Nagasaki as alternative targets. Having been fully briefed under the terms of Operations Order Number 35, the 393rd Bombardment Squadron, B-29 Enola Gay, piloted by Tibbets, took off from Northfield Tinian, about six hours flight time from Japan. The Enola Gay, named after Tibbets' mother, was accompanied by two other B-29s. The great artiste, commanded by Major Charles Sweeney, carried instrumentation and a then-nameless aircraft later called Necessary Evil, commanded by Captain George Magard, served as the photography aircraft. After leaving Tinian, the aircraft made its way separately to two Iwo Jima rendezvous with Sweeney and Marquette, and then set a course for Japan. The aircraft arrived over the target in clear visibility. Parsons, who was in command of the mission, armed the bomb during the flight to minimize the risk during takeoff. He had witnessed four B-29 crash and burn at takeoff and feared that a nuclear explosion would occur 
if a B-29 crashed with an armed little boy on board. His assistant, 2nd Lieutenant Morris R. Jepson, removed the safety devices 30 minutes before reaching the target area. During the night of August 5th, 6th, Japanese early warning radars detected the approach of numerous American aircraft headed for the southern part of Japan. Radar detected 65 bombers headed for Saga, 102 bounded for Mabashi, 261 en route to Nishinoyama, and 111 for Yub, and 66 for Imabari. An alert was given and radio broadcasting stopped in many cities, among them Hiroshima. Then the all-clear was sounded at midnight. About an hour before the bombing, the air raid alert was sounded again, as straight flush flew over the city. It broadcast a short message, which was picked up by the Enola Gay. It read, Cloud cover less than three-tenths at all altitudes. Advice, bomb primary. The all-clear was sounded over Hiroshima again at 7.09 in the morning. At 8.09 in the morning, Tibbet started his bomb run and handed controls over to his bombardier, Major Thomas Faraby. The release at 8.15 in the morning went as planned, and Little Boy containing about 64 kilograms or 140 pounds of uranium-235 took 45 seconds to fall from the aircraft flying at about 31,000 feet or 9,400 meters to a destination height of 1,900 feet or 580 meters above the city. The Enola Gay traveled 11 and a half miles or 19 kilometers before it felt the shock waves from the blast. Due to crosswinds, crosswinds, the bomb missed the aiming point at the Aoi Bridge by approximately 800 feet or 240 meters and detonated directly over Shima Surgical Clinic. It created a blast equivalent to 16 kilotons of TNT. The weapon was considered very inefficient with only 1.7% of his material fissioning. The radius of total destruction was about one mile or one and a half kilometers with the resulting fires across four and a half square miles or 11 kilometers. People on the ground reported seeing a pika or brilliant flash of light followed by a dawn a loud booming sound. Some 70,000 to 80,000 people, of whom 20,000 were soldiers, or around 30% of the population of Hiroshima, Hiroshima, were killed by the blast as a resultant firestorm. And another 70,000 were injured. Some of the reinforced concrete buildings in Hiroshima had been very strongly constructed, because of the earthquake danger in Japan, and their framework did not collapse even though they were fairly close to the blast center. Since the bomb detonated in the air, the blast was directed more downward than sideways, 
which was largely responsible for the survival of the Perfectual Industrial Promotional Hall, now commonly known as the Genbaku, or A-Bomb Dome. This building was designed and built by Czech architect Jan Letzel and was only 150 meters or 500 feet from ground zero. The ruin was named Hiroshima Peace Memorial and made a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 1996. Over the objections of the United States and China, which expressed reservations of the grounds that the Asian nations were the ones who suffered the greatest loss of life and property. The Americans estimated that five square miles or 12 kilometers of the city were destroyed. Japanese officials determined that 69% of Hiroshima's buildings were destroyed and another 6 to 7% damaged. The bombing started fires that spread rapidly through the timber and paper homes. As in other Japanese cities, the fire breaks proved ineffective. Izio Nomura was the closest known survivor, who was in the basement of a reinforced concrete building. It was renamed as the Rest House after the war. Only 170 meters or 600 feet from ground zero at the time of the attack. He lived into his 80s. Akeiko Takarura was among the closest survivors to the hypocenter of the blast. She had been in the solidly built bank of Hiroshima only 300 meters or 980 feet from ground zero at the time of the attack. Over 90% of the doctors and 93% of the nurses in Hiroshima were killed or injured. Most had been in the downtown area which received the greatest damage. The hospitals were destroyed or heavily damaged. Only one doctor, Terufumi Sasaki, remained on duty at the Red Cross Hospital. Nonetheless, by early afternoon, the police and volunteers had established evacuation centers at hospitals, schools, train stations, and a morgue was established at the Ansano Library. Most elements of the Japanese 2nd General Army headquarters were at physical training on the grounds of Hiroshima Castle, barely 900 yards or 800 meters from the hypocenter. The attack killed 3,243 troops on the parade grounds. The communication room of Chengku Military District Headquarters that was responsible for issuing and lifting air raid warnings was in a semi-basement in the castle. Yoshi Aka, a Hijiyama Girls High School student who had been mobilized by the army to serve as a communication officer, had just sent a message that the alarm had been issued for Hiroshima and Yagamuchi when the bomb exploded. She used a special phone to inform Fukuyama headquarters that Hiroshima had been attacked by a new type of bomb. The city is in a state of total destruction. Since Mayor Senichi Awaya had been killed while eating breakfast with his son and granddaughter at the mayoral residence, Field Marshal Hada, 
who was only slightly wounded, took over the administration of the city and coordinated relief efforts. Many of his staff had been killed or fatally wounded, including a Korean prince of the Joseon dynasty, Yai Wu, who was serving as a lieutenant colonel in the Japanese army. Very strange, but true. Hata's senior living surviving staff officer was the wounded Colonel Kumoa Imoto, who acted as his chief of staff. Hiroshima Unjina Harbor was undamaged, and soldiers from there used suicide boats intended to repel the American invasion to collect the wounded and take them down the river to the military hospital at Unjuna. Trucks and trains brought in relief supplies and evacuated survivors from the city. Twelve American airmen were imprisoned at the Chuku Military Police Headquarters, located about 1,300 feet or 400 meters from the hypocenter of the blast. Most died instantly, although two American airmen were reported to have been executed by their captors, and two other American prisoners, badly injured by the bombing, were left next to the Aoi Bridge by the Kempai Tai, where they were stoned to death by the civilian population. Later reports indicate that eight U.S. prisoners of war held in Hiroshima Castle and executed as part of medical experiments program prior to the bombing were reported by Japanese authorities to have been killed in the atomic blast. The Tokyo Control Operator of the Japan Broadcasting Corporation noticed that Hiroshima Station had gone off the air. He tried to re-establish the program by using another telephone line, but it too had failed. About 20 minutes later, the Tokyo Railroad Telegraph Center realized the main line telegraph had stopped working just north of Hiroshima. From some small railway stops within 16 kilometers or 10 miles of the city came unofficial and confused reports of a terrible explosion in Hiroshima. All these reports were transmitted to the headquarters of the Imperial Japanese Army General Staff. Military bases repeatedly tried to call the Army Control Station Hiroshima. The complete silence from that city puzzled the general staff. They knew that no large enemy raid had occurred and that no sizable store of explosives was in Hiroshima at the time. A young officer was instructed to fly immediately to Hiroshima to land, survey the damage, and return to Tokyo with reliable information for the staff. It was felt that nothing serious had taken place and that the explosion was just a rumor. The staff officer went into the airport and took off for the southwest. After flying for about three hours, while still nearly 160 kilometers or 100 miles from Hiroshima, he and his pilot saw a great cloud of smoke from the bomb. In the bright afternoon, the remains of the Hiroshima were burning. Their plane soon reached the city around which they circled in disbelief. A great scar on the land still burning and covered by heavy cloud of smoke was all that was left. 
They landed south of the city, and the staff officer, after reporting to Tokyo, began to organize relief measures. Back in the United States, after the Hiroshima bombing, Truman issued a statement announcing the use of a new weapon. He stated, quote, We may be grateful to Providence, unquote, that the German atomic bomb project had failed and that the United States and its allies, allies had spent $2 billion on the greatest scientific gamble in history and won, unquote. Truman then warned Japan, If they do not now accept our terms, they may expect a reign of ruin from the air, the like of which has never been seen on this earth. Behind this air attack will follow sea and land forces in such numbers and power as they have not yet seen, and with the fighting skill of which they are already well aware." The Japanese government, however, did not react. Emperor Hirohito, the government, and the War Council considered four conditions for surrender. One, the preservation of the Kokutai, which is the imperial institution and national polity. Two, assumption by the imperial headquarters of responsibility for disarmament and demobilization. Three, no occupation of the Japanese home islands, Korea or Formosa. And four, delegation of the punishment of war criminals will be ministered by the Japanese government. The Soviet foreign minister, Vlashilov Molotov, informed Tokyo of the Soviet Union's unilateral abrogation of the Soviet-Japanese Neutrality Pact on August 5th. At two minutes past midnight on August 9th, Tokyo time, Soviet infantry armor and air forces have launched on the Manchurian Strategic Offense Operation. Four hours later, word reached Tokyo of the Soviet Union's official declaration of war. The senior leadership of the Japanese army began preparations to impose martial law on the nation with the support of the Minister of War, Korika Anami, in order to stop anyone attempting to make peace. On August 7th, a day after Hiroshima was destroyed, Dr. Yashio Nishina and other atomic physicists arrived at the city and carefully examined the damage. Then they went back to Tokyo and told the cabinet that Hiroshima was indeed destroyed by atomic bomb. The Admiral Somu Toyoda, the chief of the Naval General Staff, estimated that no more than one or two additional bombs could be readied. So they decided to endure the remaining attacks, acknowledging there would be more destruction, but the war would go on. Amazingly, American magic codebreakers intercepted the cabinet's messages. 
and decoded them. Purnell, Parsons, Tibbetts, Spatz, and LeMay met on Guam that same day to discuss what should be done next. Since there was no indication of Japan surrendering, they decided to proceed with dropping another bomb. Parsons said that Project Alberta would have it ready by August 11th, but Tibbetts pointed to weather reports indicating poor flying conditions on that day due to a storm and asked if the bomb could be readied by August 9th. Parsons agreed to do so. Nagasaki The city of Nagasaki had been one of the largest seaports in southern Japan and was one of the great war, one of great wartime importance because of its wide-ranging industrial activity including the production of ordnance ships military equipment and other war material the four largest companies in the city were Mitsubishi shipyards electrical shipyards arms plant and steel and Arms Works, which employed about 90% of the city's labor force and accounted for 90% of the city's industry. Although an important industrial city, Nagasaki had been spared from firebombing because its geography made it difficult to locate at night with radar. Unlike other target cities, Nagasaki had not been placed off-limits to bombers by the Joint Chiefs of Staff on July 2nd directive and was bombed on a small scale five times. During on one of those raids on August 1st, a number of conventional high-explosive bombs were dropped on the city. A few hit the shipyards and dock areas in the southwest portion of the city, and several hit the Mitsubishi Steel and Arms Works. By early August, the city was defended by the 134th Anti-Aircraft Regiment of the 4th Anti-Aircraft Division, with four batteries of 7-centimeter or 3-inch anti-aircraft guns and two searchlight batteries. In contrast to Hiroshima, almost all of the buildings were old-fashioned Japanese construction, consisting of timber or timber frame buildings with timber walls and roof tiles. Many of the smaller industries and business establishments were also situated in buildings of timber or other materials not designed to withstand explosion. Nagasaki had permitted to grow for many years without conforming to any definite city zoning plan. Residences were erected adjacent to factory buildings and to each other almost as closely as possible throughout the entire industrial valley. On the day of the bombing, an estimated 263,000 people were in Nagasaki, including 240,000 Japanese residents, 10,000 Korean residents, 2,500 conscripted Korean workers, 9,000 Japanese soldiers, 
600 conscripted Chinese workers, and 400 Allied prisoners of war in a camp to the north of Nagasaki. Responsibility for the timing of the second bombing was delegated to Tibbets. Scheduled for August 11th against Kurokua, the raid was moved earlier by two days to avoid a five-day period of bad weather forecast to begin on August 10th. Three bomb pre-assemblies had been transported to Tinian. On August 8th, the dress rehearsal was conducted off Tinian by Sweeney using the airplane boxcar as the drop airplane. At 3.49 in the morning of August 9, 1945, boxcar flown by Sweeney's crew carried the nuclear device Fat Man with Kokura as the primary target and Nagasaki as the secondary target. The mission plan for the second attack was nearly identical that to Hiroshima's mission. With two B-29s flying an hour ahead as weather scouts, and two additional B-29s in Sweeney's flight for instrumentation and photographic support of the mission. Sweeney took off with his weapon already armed, but with the electrical safety plugs still engaged. During the pre-flight inspection of Boxcar, the flight engineer notified Sweeney that an inoperative fuel transfer pump made it impossible to use 640 gallons or 2,400 liters of fuel carried in a reserve tank. This fuel would still have to be carried all the way to Japan and back, consuming still more fuel. Replacing the pump would take hours. Moving the fat man to another aircraft might take just as long and was dangerous as well, as the bomb was already live. Tibbets and Sweeney therefore elected to have Boxcar continue the mission. This time, Penny and Cheshire were allowed to accompany the mission. Flying at observers on the third plane, Big Stink, flown by the group's operation officer, Major James I. Hopkins, Jr. Observers aboard the weather planes reported both targets clear. When Sweeney's aircraft arrived at the assembly point for his flight, off the coast of, a, of, of Japan, Big Stink failed to make the rendezvous. According to Cheshire, Hopkins was at varying heights, including 9,000 feet or 2,700 meters higher than he should have been, and was not flying in tight circles over Yakushima, as previously agreed with Sweeney and Captain Frederick C. Bach, who was piloting the support B-29, the great artiste, Instead, Hopkins was flying 40-mile or 64-kilometer dogleg patterns. Though ordered not to circle longer than 15 minutes, Sweeney continued to wait for Big Stink at the urging of Ashworth, the plane's weaponeer, who was in command of the mission. After exceeding the original departure time limit by half an hour, Boxcar accompanied the great artiste proceeded to Kokura, 30 minutes away. The delay at the rendezvous had resulted in clouds and drifting smoke from fires started 
by a major firebombing raid by 224 B-29s on nearby Yahada the previous day over Kakura. Additionally, the Yawada Steelworks intentionally burned coal tar to produce black smoke. The clouds and smoke resulted in 70% of the area over Kakura being covered, obscuring the aiming point. Three bomb runs were made over the next 50 minutes, burning fuel and exposing the aircraft repeatedly to the heavy defenses of Yawada. But the bombardier was unable to drop visually. By the time of the third bomb run, Japanese anti-aircraft fire were getting close, and 2nd Lieutenant Jacob Besser, who was monitoring Japanese communications, reported activity on the Japanese fighter direction radio band channels. After three runs over the city, and with fuel running low because of the failed fuel pump, they headed for their secondary target, Nagasaki. The fuel consumption calculations made en route indicated that Boxcar had insufficient fuel to reach Iwo Jima and would be forced to divert to Okinawa. After initially deciding that if Nagasaki were obscured on their arrival, the crew would carry the bomb to Okinawa and dispose of it in the ocean if necessary. Ashworth ruled that a, a radar approach would be used if the target was obscured. At about 7.50 in the morning, Japanese time, an air raid alert was sounded in the Nagasaki, but the all-clear signal was given at about 8.30 in the morning, when only two B-29 superfortresses were sighted at 10.53 a.m. The Japanese apparently assumed that the planes were only on reconnaissance, and no further alarm was given. Well, that was a mistake. A few minutes later at 11 a.m., the great artiste dropped instruments attached to three parachutes. These instruments also contained an unsigned letter from Professor Roshaki Sagain, a physicist at the University of Tokyo, who studied with three of the scientists responsible for the atomic bombs at the University of California, Berkeley urging him to tell the public about the dangers involved with these weapons of mass destruction. The messages were found by military authorities, but not turned over to Professor Sagain until a month later. In, in 1949, one of the authors of the letters, Luis Alvarez, met with Sagain and signed the document. At 11.01, a last-minute break in the clouds over Nokasaki allowed boxcar bombardier Captain Kermit Behan to visually sight the target as ordered. The Fat Man weapon, containing a core of about 6.5 kilograms or 14 pounds of plutonium, was dropped over the city's industrial valley. It exploded 47 seconds later at 1,600 feet or 500 meters above a tennis court, halfway between the Mitsubishi Steel and Arms Works in the south and the Nagasaki Arsenal in the north. 
This was nearly three kilometers or two miles northwest of the planned hypocenter. The blast was confined to the Urakami Valley, and a major portion of the city was protected by the intervening hills. The resulting explosion had a blast yield equivalent to 21 kilotons. The explosion generated heat estimated at 3,900 degrees Celsius, or 7,000 degrees Fahrenheit, and winds were estimated at 1,000 kilometers an hour, or 625 miles per hour. Big Stink, the plane that missed the rendezvous, spotted the explosion from 100 miles away and flew over to observe. Because of the delays in the mission and their inoperative fuel transfer pump, Boxcar did not have sufficient fuel to reach the emergency landing field at Iwo Jima, so Sweeney and Bach flew to Okinawa. Arriving there, Sweeney circled for 20 minutes trying to contact the control tower for landing clearance, and finally concluded that his radio was faulty. Critical, critically low on fuel, Boxcar barely made it onto the runway at Okinawa's Yontan airfield with enough fuel for only one landing attempt. Sweeney and Albury brought Boxcar in at 150 miles per hour, or 240 kilometers an hour, instead of the normal 120 miles per hour, or 190 kilometers an hour, firing distress flares to alert the field of the uncleared landing. The number two engine died from fuel starvation as boxcar began its final approach. Touching the runway hard, the heavy B-29 slewed left and toward a row of parked B-24 bombers before the pilots managed to regain control. The B-29's reversible propellers were insufficient to slow the aircraft adequately and with both pilots standing on the brakes, Boxcar made a swerving 90-degree turn at the end of the runway to avoid running off the runway. A second engine died from fuel exhaustion by the time the plane came to a stop. The flight engineer later measured the fuel in the tanks and concluded that less than five minutes of fuel remained. Following the missions, there was confusion over the identification of the plane. The first eyewitness accounts by war correspondent William L. Lawrence of the New York Times, who accompanied the mission aboard the aircraft piloted by Bach, reported that Sweeney was landing, leading the mission on the Great Artiste. He also noted its Victor number was 77, which was that of Boxcar, writing that several personnel commented that 77 was the jersey number of the football player Red Grange. Lawrence had interviewed Sweeney and his crew and was aware that they referred to the plane as the Great Artiste. Except for the Enola Gay, none of the 393rds B-29s had yet names painted on their noses, a fact which Lawrence himself noted in his account. Unaware of the switch in aircraft, Lawrence assumed Victor 77, the great artiste, 
was in which was in fact Victor 89. So with all that confusion, Boxcar was the one that dropped the bomb. Although the bomb was more powerful than the one used on Hiroshima, the effects was confined by hillsides to the narrow Irakami Valley. Of 7,500 Japanese employees who worked inside the Mitsubishi munitions plant, including mobilized students and regular workers, 6,200 were killed. Some 17,000 to 22,000 others who worked in other war plants and factories in the city died as well. Casualty estimates for the immediate deaths vary widely, ranging from 22,000 to 75,000. In the days and months following the explosion, more people died from bomb effects. Because of the presence of undocumented foreign workers and a number of military personnel in transit, there are great discrepancies in the estimate of total deaths by the end of 1945. A range of 40,000 to 80,000 can be found in various studies. Unlike Hiroshima's military death toll, only 150 soldiers were killed instantly. At least eight known POWs died from the bombing, and as many as 13 may have died, including a British citizen, Royal Air Force Captain Corporal Ronald Shaw, and seven Dutch POWs. One American POW, Joe Kayumiya, was in Nagasaki at the time of the bombing, but survived, reportedly having been shielded from the effects of the bomb by the concrete walls of a cell. There were 24 Australian POWs in Nagasaki, all of whom survived. The radius of total destruction was about one mile, or 1.6 kilometers followed by fires across the northern portion of the city to 2 miles, or 3.2 kilometers, south of the bomb. About 60% of the Mitsubishi arms plant was damaged, and about 80% of the Mitsubishi steelworks. The Mitsubishi electric works only suffered about 10% structural damage, and it was on the border of the main destruction zone. The Nagasaki arsenal was destroyed in the blast. Groves expected to have another atomic bomb ready for use on August 19th, with three more in September and a further three in October. On August 10th, he sent a memorandum to Marshall, which he wrote that the next bomb should be ready for delivery on the first suitable weather after the 17th or 18th of August. On the same day, Marshall endorsed the memo with the comment, it is not to be released over Japan, without express authority from the president. Truman had secretly requested this on August 10th. This modified the previous order that the target cities were to be attacked with atomic bombs, as made ready. There was already discussion in the War Department about conserving the bombs then in production for Operation Downfall. The problem now is that whether or not 
assuming the Japanese do or do not capitulate, to continue dropping them every time one is made and shipped out there, or whether to hold them and then pour them all on in a reasonably short time, not all in one day, but over a short period. And that also takes into consideration the target that we are after. In other words, should we not concentrate on targets that will be of the greatest assistance to an invasion, rather than targets that are industry, morale, and psychological and the like? Two more Fat Man assemblies were readied and scheduled to leave Kirtland Field for Tinian on August 11th and August 14th, and Tibbetts was ordered by LeMay to return to Albuquerque, New Mexico, to collect them. At Los Alamos, technicians worked 24 hours straight to cast another plutonium core. Although cast, it still needed to be pressed and coated, which would take until August 16th. Therefore, it could have been ready for use on August 19th. However, unable to reach Marshall, Groves ordered on its own authority on August 13th that the Corps should not be shipped. Until August 9th, Japan's War Council still insisted on its four conditions for surrender. On that day, Hirohito ordered Kochi Kido to quickly control the situation because the Soviet Union has declared war against us. He then held an imperial conference during which he authorized Minister Togo to notify the Allies that Japan would accept their terms on one condition that the declaration does not comprise any demand with prejudice the prerogatives of His Majesty as sovereign ruler. On August 12th, the emperor informed the imperial family of his decision to surrender. One of his uncles, Prince Asaka, then asked whether the war would be continued if the Kakuta could not be preserved. Hirohito simply replied, Of course. As the allied terms seemed to leave intact the principle of the preservation of the throne, Hirohito recorded on August 14th his capitulation announcement, which was broadcast to the Japanese nation the next day, despite a short rebellion by militarists opposing the surrender. In his declaration, Hirohito referred to the atomic bombings. Moreover, the enemy now possesses a new and terrible weapon with the power to destroy many innocent lives and do incalculable damage. Should we continue to fight, not only would it result in an ultimate collapse and obliteration of the Japanese nation, but it would also lead to the total extinction of human civilization. Such being the case, how are we to save the millions of our subjects or to atone ourselves before the hallowed spirits of our imperial ancestors? This is the reason why we have ordered the acceptance of the provisions of the Joint Declaration of Powers. In his receipt, rescript to the soldiers and sailors he delivered on August 17th, he stressed the impact of the Soviet invasion and the decision to surrender, omitting any mentions of the bomb. 
Hirohito met with General MacArthur on September 27th, saying to him that the peace party did not prevail until the bombing of Hiroshima created a situation which could be dramatized. Furthermore, the rescript to the soldiers and sailors' speech he told MacArthur about was just personal, not political, and never stated that the Soviet interventions in Manchuria was the main reason for surrender. In fact, a day after the bombing of Nagasaki and the Soviet invasion of Manchuria, Hirohito ordered his advisors, primarily Chief Cabinet Secretary Histanu Sakamuzi, Kawada Misu, and Mashira Yashuka to write up a surrender speech. In Hirohito's speech days before announcing it on radio on August 15th, he gave three major reasons for surrender. Tokyo's defenses would not be complete before the American invasions of Japan. Is shrine would be lost to the Americans. And atomic weapons deployed by the Americans would lead to the death of the entire Japanese race. Despite the Soviet intervention, Hirohito did not mention the Soviets as the main factor for surrender. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet. Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.